Welcome to the Hookshot Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, and today we're going to get started with an update on the Sacramento Kings. Okay, guys, today we're going to start you off nice and slow. We have Willie Cauley-Stein going to the Warriors. He has agreed to the Veterans Minimum Deal, which is around one, I think a little bit above, which is around $1.7 million, which I recall is beginning of the season, him saying that. This year, he wants to get paid. It was his contract year, and he said he wanted to get paid. But to me, if you want to get paid, you're going to be consistent, you're going to drop buckets, you're going to rebound, and you're going to do what you do as a center. But some games he dropped buckets, some games he didn't. He was inconsistent, so therefore, you're not going to get paid. You have to be consistent in order to get paid. What I liked about him was that he was a young player. He was going to be able to grow with the team. He could run. But I felt like he really wasn't developing his skills like he should have been. He's 7 feet tall. And some games he's only dropping 2 points. Like, let me pull up his stats right here. You got some games he's dropping like 20. And other games he's only dropping 2. Like you can't win being consistent. Like for the first 2018. We had him dropping the first month 2 points and 8 points. And you talking about you want to get paid. You're talking about this is my contract here. I'm going to get paid. And you drop 2 points. Get out of here with that man. And then next season, next month, he has high of 19 and a low of 3. With seven, playing 17 minutes, you only get 3 points? Come on. To me, I understand why we didn't give him a big contract. Like, You can't get paid if you're inconsistent center. You're supposed to be, as a center, I look at you, you're the heart of the team. You hold it down. And he just wasn't holding it down, so you're not going to get paid. It's as simple as that. If you don't get buckets, you're not going to get paid. So I don't blame him for not paying him his money because he obviously didn't get buckets. And then the next thing, and then he is going to fit in with the Warriors because I think he'll be able to run with them. They got playmakers. So I wish him the best of luck. You know, you got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson should be coming back. Um, we got Draymond Green who pushes the who pushes the fast break. So maybe he'll be able to get a couple more buckets. They're looking at probably starting him this year too. So that would be good for his career, but he did sign the veterans minimum uh for somebody that wanted to get paid i don't think that's what he was looking to do and the kings from free agency we get Corey joseph with a three-year i think it's like uh i think two years guaranteed and three years some i didn't look too much into it but for 37 million dollars which i did like about him i mean i think we overpaid a little bit but i mean He's going to be good for the young core because he's a pesky defender. So I think that will be good for our young core like Marvin Bagley, Darren Fox, Buddy Hill. They can see like a great defender, somebody that's pesky, pressuring them. They can show them like with defense, how defense translates to offense and things like that. Um, but on offensively, he wasn't that good. He was only averaging around seven points, which is pretty low, I would say. But he has such good defense and he's a high energy player, so... I think that would be a good backup coming off the bench because last year we struggled a lot with players coming off the bench. They just weren't producing. And I feel like the energy dropped a lot. And, um, yeah. But this is what I want to point out. His stats, when he, his defense is so good that when he was on the floor with the Pacers, uh, let me pull this out real quick. The Pacers opponent's effective field goal percentage was negative 1.8% and negative 2.7% on the threes and negative 4.1% per 100 possessions when he's on the floor. And the Pacers added a plus 3.2 with Corey on the court. And to me, I think it's a good pickup for us because he is coming into his prime, I think around 26, 28. So he's 27 right now. 
we signed him for a three-year deal, so he would be finishing his contract with us around 30, which I think is a good age. We could use him as a veteran to trade for a younger role player to bring into our system with players like De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, and Buddy Hill, which I think will help us out a lot. Um, and he's also, you know, just teach the players good defense, good defense state of mind. And then we have, what's this? We have Holmes coming over. We signed him for a two-year, ten million dollar deal. I like Holmes. He's a big, small forward. I think he's about six ten. Let me pull that real quick. Yes, Holmes stands small forward. Stands at six ten, two hundred thirty-five pounds, twenty-five years old. So he is a big dude. So he's gonna be a big body trying to move around. He was averaging eight point two points, four point seven rebounds, and he was only playing around sixteen minutes a game, I think, or something like that. So he didn't. He didn't have too many high minute games and he was averaging eight points and his effective field goal percentage was sixty point eight, four point seven rebounds, one block with only sixteen point nine minutes on average. And I like him because he brings a lot of energy to the court. So him coming off the bench is gonna keep the second team going. Like they're not there's not gonna be no lapse in energy from the first to second team or when he comes in it's gonna be that same high intensity. He's a great defender. So I do like what the Kings are doing by bringing in older players that are good on defense and you know that can really show the Kings or the Kings Young Core how defense wins championships, basically. And it's going to get a lot of translation. A great defense is going to translate to our fast breaks, which is going to allow De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Hill, Bagdanovich to run out there and really, you feel me, run the ball because they're going to get a lot of defensive steals, good blocks, tips, and we're going to be able to push the ball with De'Aaron Fox, who is probably the fastest point guard in the league right now. Um, Yeah, and then... Not to forget, when he was in Philadelphia, he averaged 35% on 77 attempts from the three-point line. So I think that would be a good option for De'Aaron Fox to kick out to when De'Aaron Fox is pressuring the ball, you know, off the pick and roll, attacking. It'd be a good little kick-out option. But De'Aaron Fox will have to get better. Because right now, De'Aaron Fox is mainly going left. When he goes right, his production drops dramatically. He needs to get a right hand and fast because if, if he wants to transition to elite player that we know he can be, he's going to have to be able to go attack left and right with equal strengths and be able to finish with his right hand just like he finishes with his left. He's also a young player. He's only between the ages of 25 and 26, so he fits right in with the right in what we're trying to do, which is great. So he can also develop with us. We signed him for a two-year deal, so we're either going to Hopefully re-sign him if he's a great asset. Because I think with him getting more minutes, he should improve and be a great player coming off the bench. And if not, I think he'll be a good trade. And then looking into some of uh, the summer league, we have Gabriel who dropped 22 points and 12 rebounds in 27 minutes. Um, he's around age 22. He will not be playing tonight. So I think we should look forward to that coming off as a center. And the comparison to Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley last year, he had 18 points and 6 rebounds, and we saw what he did. So hopefully that translates to the league, and we can also have uh, an elite center coming in with Marvin Bagley with the 1-2 punch like that. And then we also have, yeah, so that was pretty good for the team. And then we also have Christian, who dropped 13 points last night. So the, he looked like he had some great potential too. So we'll just see how it turns out. I'll keep you guys updated on that. And that concludes the Sacramento update. Okay, now starting out our NBA news updates. We have the Warriors retiring Kevin Durant's jersey after only three years of playing with him. Understanding when 
two finals MVPs and helped him win two finals. But after only three years, he still may have ten years left in the league. You never know. Retiring his jersey, you might as well just go ahead and retire Stephs, Clay, Iggy, Draymond for what they all done. They all accomplished the same things. So why not retire all their jerseys? Is my question. That's why I'm think. That's why I'm leaning more towards them retiring Kevin Durant's jersey as just a cover up. Are trying to get in front of the story of him being injured this year or him coming back from when he got hurt. And a lot of this could lead back to them not trying to pay Chelsea Lane the money that she deserves. Because when she was there, it was smooth, fine. She doesn't get paid. Then the following year, three of their star players get hurt. You got Kevin Durant coming out with his Achilles. Then you get uh, Clay Thompson gets hurt. Yeah, Clay Thompson gets hurt. And then Cousins. It's like, I don't know, but... It's not, I mean, they're free accidents, but still, Kevin Durant should never came back into the game. So, I think the Warriors retiring his jersey is just them feeling guilty and trying to get in front of it. Because they're just trying to, you know, still make the Warriors a desirable destination for future stars to want to come. Because if, if the league runs with the story that the Warriors don't take care of their players or things like that, then nobody's going to want to come play for the Warriors. And it, after this dynasty, they won't be able to continue their their legacy and build on from it all from one bad news story so i see what they're trying to do here but it looks really suspect because they're only retiring katie's jersey you don't know what else he's going to do in a league and it's so soon i mean i understand he's one of the greatest players you know retire his jersey but at least let him finish playing basketball you know or a couple years later as soon as he leaves they retire the jersey that's suspect to me i think it's just a cover-up but you know who am i on to the next story, we have Kawhi Leonard, and where is he going for free agency? There's many destinations out there he's looking at, you know. You got, obviously, the Lakers, the Clippers, and Toronto, but you never know with Kawhi Leonard. There may be a, a dark night out there, and he's not talking about nobody knows, but he's working some backroom deal with them, and it is the NBA, and Kawhi Leonard doesn't say much, so... This could be shocking to some people. But for the top three teams we're looking at is the Lakers, Clippers, and Torontos. Um, if he goes to the Lakers, you know, home city, LeBron, Magic, Anthony Davis, the Lakers environment, big lights, you know, a chance to play for a city, bring home championships. Almost, nah, I can't say guarantee because, you know, one injury away. But those four is going to be load management, easy, hard to stop for the arguably top eight, top five players, depending on how you're looking at it. So, if he goes to the Lakers, it's going to be, even though their bench, you know, they have a good four, but that fifth man is going to be suspect, and their bench will be suspect. But with Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzman, that's a deadly four people that can get buckets at will. And then, you know, he also looking at the Clippers. you got to look at it like um, Kawhi likes being the man, you know. He hasn't really been on a super team. He's basically a super team buster. So I see him. He, the Clippers are a viable option. And Patrick Beverly just, you know, decided to stay with the Clippers. And he's a a dog when it comes to defense. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard is also a dog on the defense end. And so I feel like they will work good together. Um, the, the roster is already built. You feel I me? Mean, they gave the Warriors a run for their money. You know, add some pieces, bring in Kawhi Leonard. And it's like, hey, we got us a good team. And then, obviously, you have Toronto. He knows the environment in Toronto. You know, basketball is, like, big over there. He's basically the... We got Masai Jerry. He's basically, you know, the savior to their city, their country. Bring Brought home a championship. So, 
So he knows exactly how they work and like the organization, how they work with his trainers, his staff, basically the royal treatment, whatever he wants, he could probably get over there. Keys to the city. So Toronto's looking good and like if he goes to Toronto, he might just sign a one-year deal for the comeback because Toronto is losing. Oh, well, not losing, but they're coming up on contract with a lot of their players. So that will be interesting if he stays. But thing is, Kawhi Leonard could get hurt and now he's looking at setting a max five-year deal. He gets a max one-year deal. And then after that, he's hurt. I mean, he'll probably still get a great deal, but it's not the same as if it's Kawhi Leonard fresh, just won, an, just won finals MVP, just won the MVP. So, yeah. Um, the next topic is the Knicks. I mean, a lot of people are disappointed because the Knicks didn't win anything in free agency. They didn't land any of the big targets, you know. They got rid of Kristaps Porzingis to open up cat room in order to bring somebody in. A lot of Knicks fans are disappointed. The Knicks even put out a statement saying, well, we understand that some Knicks fans could be disappointed with tonight, with tonight's news. We continue to be upbeat and confident in our plans to rebuild the Knicks to compete for a championship in the future. Keywords in the future through the draft, targeted free agencies, and continuing to build around our core of young players. I do agree they have a good nucleus and young players that they can try and develop, but the Knicks, man, they're just one bad move after another bad move, but um, I can't fault them, you know, I mean, they did say some reckless stuff about not offering KD the max deal, but I understand he's hurt, you don't want to have to deal with that if that is your only viable player, and you give him the max deal, he comes back holding up cap space, and he's not the KD that you know KD can be, so, I mean, they signed some pretty good players, you know, Julius Randle, for a three-year, $63 million deal, he was averaging 21 points, and 8.7 rebounds. He's 24 years old, so he's still young. Hasn't even really hit the prime ages in basketball between 26, 28, and sometimes 30. You have Bobby, who is for a two-year, $31 million deal. He is averaging 14 points and 8.1 rebounds. A power forward that's only 24 years old. Another young person to the core. You have Reggie Bullock for a two-year, $21 million deal. 11.3 points, 2.7 rebounds. A shooting guard. At 28, so he's starting to come out of his prime. So he's more looking like a veteran for mentorship for the young players that they can look to. You got uh, Todd Gibson for a two-year, $20 million deal at 10 point. He's averaging 10.8 points, 6.5 rebounds, power forward, 34. So he's been in the league for a while. So he has that knowledge that can help out with a young Julius Randle, who's still, you know, filling out the league and things like that. You got Wayne Ellington for a two-year, $16 million deal at... Averaging 10 points, 2 rebounds, shooting guard, 31 years old, so he can help with the younger guards, you know. I like what they did there, you know. They brought in some young guys, some older guys to help with the young core. I mean, they didn't land a big marquee free agent like Kevin Durant or uh, Kimba Walker, you know. But I see, I mean, to me, you don't even, I mean, you obviously need a superstar, but if you build a system, you can put players in the system, and the system will always outlast the player. So I feel like if the Knicks start to build a system in which they can rotate players, they have a nice young core with R.J. Barrett, Dennis Smith Jr., who could really become a dynamic duo in the front court. So it's interesting to stay tuned. So uh, that concludes today's episode. I look forward to talking to you guys on the next episode. This is the Hookshot Podcast, and we are closing out. Don't forget to follow us on our social media on Instagram at the Hookshot Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Alan Rab on Twitter at Alan Rab. Stay tuned for the next episode.